if you go on a trip to the department store or hardware store, don't buy anything that this murderer made. He murdered two women, stole corpses, handcrafted items made out of it. Disgusting. Sex and women are disabled, according to him. Today, I'll discuss the plain field butcher slash ghoul Ed Gain. This is Cases of the Crimes. Hey everyone. Well, I this criminal here was just completely out of its own, completely out of his own mind. He done a lot of this, this stupid stuff that he had been doing because this, it this prop this criminal definitely disturb you more than often. Um. By the way, yes, uh, I'm Michael Onarius. Welcome, welcome. I have no idea that I'm about to read what I'm reading right now. This criminal, is <sighs> I don't know what he believes it. He believes it that one too. No, whatever this is going to somebody else, not God's thing. It's just something else. But let's get on. Let's settle into one of the topics. What are the categories we're gonna talk about? Okay, so we're gonna talk about the early life as always, because every single criminal we need to have a background story about him, and then we'll get on to some of the childhood and the the deaths from his immediate family. We'll just start off a little sadder and sadder than I thought it would go. Okay, and then time that he worked at he worked at something so about his work and then we'll talk about his crimes and that's what you're here for his criminal and his crimes and all talk about the trial and talking about the property and it's called the fate of gain okay that that makes sense in here and then we'll talk about his death and as always, I read through all of this. I'm not gonna read through all of this in Wikipedia. I'm just gonna interpret that. And then if I have to read something else outside sources, sure I can. But sometimes I might need a little bit of emergency a bit. So this situation right here. So that let's have its own way. Let's have a look to this criminal because I don't have time right now. We'll get on to this uh, this person right away. So let's do this. We're case okay. Right now I'm on case number seven. So if you follow along, all the cases that I have, you know that this is gonna be case number seven, right? Yes. Okay. Okay. Case number seven. Ed Gain. Edward Fyodor Gain was born in 
Lacrosse, Wisconsin, on August 27th, 1906. And he's the second of two boys of George Rogay and Augusta Wilmene Lurkey. He had an elder brother named uh, Henry. The hated her husband. He's in like an alcoholic. He into you know drinking problems. That drinking problem is now going to be you know, his hobby. He likes to drink. He's unable to do a job. He worked different times. It's not like a uh, a flexible time. Worked as a, a carpenter at Tanner and insurance salesman. So he was, used to work three jobs. Three jobs. And, and his jobs is making him go crazy. But he has no choice but to drink alcohol to drink all his problems away. And then George owned a, a local grocery shop. But sold the business and they left the city to live in isolation on that 155 acre farm in the town of Plainfield, Wisconsin. And this is now their residence, their permanent residence. The advantage on farmers' isolation by turning away the outsiders who influence her sons. So that's probably. It's like her room or something. I have no idea, but that's just what I got from there. And but unfortunately, he left the farm just to attend school. So okay, as of that a little later on, and then outside of the school, uh, he spent um, doing chores on the farm. Augusta was a religious. And Lutheran, he she's a Lutheran and religious. Lutheran is like one of the the branches of Protestant protest, Protestant Reformation or something like that. So, okay, there's a Lutheranian. We got I'm Christianism. I'm not. I don't know if I said Christianism. So yeah, she was a Lutheran. And she preached to the boys about the innate morality, you know, sex and all, drinking, and her belief that the, a woman were the devil. They were, they're bad. Women are really, really bad. And she's a woman. Okay, she preached to the boys that women are bad. Drinking alcohol is bad, and sex is also bad. Don't ha don't. It's like basically you can't have sex, you can't be around women, and can't drink. That's what she had believed in. I mean, she I you know she believed all women, but it's for her because she's also a woman, okay? So. Well, to believe that all women are bad, but I know it's and it's true. Women are really bad. She's like into things. The women were 
so into things. She can have, they can have before whatever they want. They made a lot of makeup, but to me, okay, I respect women. Okay, I will never do such a harm on any woman. Okay, they're respectable. Okay, um, she spent time reading the the Bible. And he's electing the verses from the Old Testament and the book of Revelation. You know, those two things. Yeah. I think I read Old Testament. I'm not sure if I can remember, remember. How did I remember reading the Bible or something? Yeah. As a kid, I usually read Bible. I usually read verse. But specifically gospel. Gospel chapters. Yeah, that's what I read. I read mostly on gospel. So yeah, she read the Bible, like Old Testament, and it's related to a death, murder, and they call that a divine retribution. It's like a supernatural punishment for to those for those who have committed sins and whatnot. Yeah, that's what the he was a, a shy and his classmates and these teachers remember him having like strange mannerisms. You know, he's an odd guy, you know. Such as laughter. Like he laughs like out of nowhere. He doesn't know what he's laughing. Is he's like laughing to his jokes. His own personal jokes. And then, for worse, uh, she punished him whenever he tried to make friends. Yeah, because she believed they're trying to make friends, and their friends, they better not be a girl or a man that kind of looked like a girl or something like that. But that's, uh, according to his mother, he's not allowed to have a friend or any number of friends. And the friends better not be a girl. Yeah, Ed. You can't have a friend who's have a girl. But me personally, I do have a bunch of friends. And some of them were girls. Okay? I've been hanging around a lot of them. I have also friends in high school and both of them were girls. I can live with I can live up to it. I can live with it. I can hang out with it. I can hang out with all around the girls. I'm fine with it. Okay? I'm not into like sexual stuff to girls here, but no. Okay? Come on. I mean girls can have whatever they have, you know. No one's seen a lot per said. Girls just wanna have fun. They just wanna have fun and all. But to Ed, he doesn't. He didn't have a chance to have a girl, or have a friend, or any or any friends who are girls. And then due to his like the poor social development, he did really well, somewhat a little well in school, especially in reading. He's into reading. I'm into reading. So, 
Good for him. Alright, that's a good, that's a little plus side there. But the, here comes the bad side. So we're talking about the deaths in the valley. Okay. So, on April 1st of 1940, his father's, well, his father George died of heart failure due to alcoholism. Yeah, he drank too much. At age 66. Then Henry and Ed. Um, so yeah. So. Him and Henry began doing some of the odd jobs. To cover all the expenses. They were dealing with. And then they considered. And then both of them they considered a reliable and honest. According to the. Residents of that whole community. While Bolden worked as a handyman, he frequently babysat for the neighbors, so that's a respect to that. He enjoyed uh, babysitting, I mean, which is a little easy because you handle with children, you know, to be around within just adults. And he started dating a, a divorced mother to planning to move in with her however he worried that his attachment his brother's attachment to her mother often spoke ill of her around Ed who responded with shock and hurt because he wanted to get in dating with this woman but the problem is his brother is into is on uh, his mother's side and that didn't that would not go well it's not it's not it's not gonna go well so on may 16 of 44 uh the brothers were burning away the vegetation the property so that and the fire got out of control and drawing attention to the local fire department yep and at the end of the day has been extinguished and and they're gone thanks the firefighters were gone and he reported his brother missing after all of that and now they were looking for his brother there there was a search party now involved searching for Henry but unfortunately he died his dead body was found well, he had been dead because of the fire or something, but it appeared that he has also a heart failure, just like his father was. He had not burned or injured anything. He died of heart failure. Same thing for his father. Man, he's not drink. He's not into drinking problems. I'm not. Hope he's not drinking though. Jeez. Okay, and then later reported, according to a biographer, Harold Cheddar, that he had bruises on his head. Bruises? Okay. And then the police had the possibility of a, like a foul play. And, and the coroner said that, listed asphyxiation, you know, like a, like choking around the neck or something. It's not, not choking, he's like, Having a hard time to breathe or something. I mean, 
his breadsword is not coming out at all. I don't know why. And the authority accepted that theory. There's no official investigation to conduct that one. And the autopsy never performed. Never that happened. Never. None of that. I don't know what happened Henry. I know Henry died. But the official death. Official of causes of death. Is either a lot of bruises. So it could be like a choke like no breathing or anything or an accident or there's nothing official in that so didn't sound good and now he questioned Ed about the death of Bernice Warden in 1957 now we have the investigator Joe William Bobski brought up the questions about his brother's death we have George W. Arndt so in the case that in retrospect, it was possible that his death was the Cain and Abel aspect. Cain and Abel. So it is, you know, according to the book of Genesis, Cain and Abel, there were the two sons of Adam and Eve. They're like a religious person, and if you have a st Bible study, you would probably know about Cain and Abel. Right, man, I really miss some of the really miss some of the the subject that I done. There is a subject that talks about like a god in for basic stuff, and it's called oh, it's Christian living. So yeah, I just you know realize I've never have a fun fact that the school that I went to it was a religious school. Yep, I am not kidding. Because I went to school there and I thought that, hmm, that will be the good school that I will be going there. And not realizing it is a, a Catholic school. It's not a boarding school at all, but there's a Catholic school. We have a school on top of it, and then right in front of it, you have... And when you, when you go to my town, my my growing up town, Cebu City in Philippines, there is like a a big, huge, gigantic, gigantic church right there. It's a Sunner Cecil Parish Church. Um, and I remembered that there's like a rows and rows of altar. Rows of pews. Is that a pews? Or is this something else? I can't remember. I can't remember what it is, but yeah, there is like a huge church, and then behind that church was the school, right? I attend that school. So, okay, I kind of a little off topic right now, but uh, if you already know what Cain and Abel is, you probably know that for. When you learn the Bible study, or if you've taught about anything like in the Bible or something, but eh, I don't know. So, Ed and his mother were the only ones that were alive. So she had, but unfortunately, she had a stroke shortly after his death. And now he devotes to take care of her for 
the rest of Nazareth until she died. And in 1945, uh, he recounted the, the times that he visited a man named Smith. Oof. Lived there and purchased a straw. I don't know what they're using the straw for. And according to him, she witnessed Smith beating a dog. Holy, what? No, the strange man named Smith beating a dog. And I don't know what the purpose of that. And then the woman inside the Smith home came outside and yelled and stopped, but he beat the dog to death. Holy shoot. God, that's some animal cruelty stuff going on here. Mine for that. And then Shannon called her Smith's Harlot. Oh, I don't know what Harlot is, so I'm gonna have to look Harlot. That one is Harlot is a prostitute. <laughs> Smith's Harlot. Like she's like a prostitute. <laughs> and then she had a second stroke happen. Oh no. I have been stroked two times now. And then her health deteriorated rapidly and it was really downhill. And then she died on the 29th of December of 1945 when she was 67. And he was devastated by that. And he had lost the only his only friend and one true love. And now he's alone. He's the only one right now. Oh my god. And now Ed is now the only one in the house. All by himself. She had well rewind recap. He his brother, his mother, his father, his husband died of drinking too much alcohol. His brother had died of, I don't know what, like Cain and Abel and stuff. And then, he, I mean, his mother had two strokes and her health, it just didn't, didn't go well. And she died. And now it's him. Ed. He's the only one in the family. Alone. In a farm. An isolated farm. Sad. This is the like the saddest thing that I ever read. Even when I interpreted it. But oh my god. I feel so sorry for him, but I will not be sorry of when he's going to kill someone because you know he's a murderer. I mean, I feel so sorry for his family, but I will not feel sorry for him. Wait till see what happens, okay? Wait. So yeah, he is the only one who. Holding on to his farm to earn a lot of money from the, some money from jobs, and he bought up rooms, used to buy his mother, cleaned the upstairs, the parlor, living room, 
all of them untouched. Never been there. And the rest had became like swallowed. And those rooms remained pristine, you know, cleaned up and all. And then he lived in a small room, well, it's an entire room, next to the kitchen. And he's really interested into reading pulp magazines and stories. And specifically to cannibals and Nazi. Okay, so to readings and stuff because he's good at reading from school. So now he's into reading some um involved and Nazi or why not around World War Two or such. That's thing there. Then okay, so he was the handyman and received a subsidy from the vets in fifty one, so road crew and crop crop thrashing crews in the area. So. Working on the road and also on crops, okay, fields. And in between the 46 and the 56, he sold the 80 acre of his land that his brother owned before. So, so yeah, he kind of expanded the whole farm. He made a lot of money for so he got the farm's subsidy. Yeah, his work were. Really nice. We're really good. That's a. It sounds so beautiful. Right that. So. He stand up for himself and. Yeah. It's really good. Okay. Now we're into a crime. So that was the work. Okay. That's all the stuff that he had worked now. All by himself. He has to do all of that. He's. I think he's old enough. For sure. For sure. 100%. Now we're on to the crime. So this is where. This whole thing started. So on the morning of number sixteen fifty-seven, we have the the harvest store owner, Plainfield Harvest Store owner, Bernice Warden. She disappeared, and one of the residents reported that the the, the truck, the harvest store truck, been driven out from the back of the building at nine thirty, and then the store saw few of the customers the entire day just a few people and some of the area present believe that it was a deer hunted season so they were just hunting deers they were looking for deer and just you know it's hunting season might be a good time to deer hunts not hunt during not to hunting deers not to hunt and then we have his son, Deputy Sheriff Frank Warden, entered store about five to find the cash register open and some blood stains. Oh gosh. Okay. Seems a little strange there, huh? That seems so odd. And then, and then later, Frank told the investor that Gain had been in the store the evening before his mother's disappearance. So. Before his mother was gone, and he would return the next morning for a gallon of antifreeze. Yeah, you know, antifreeze is like a a liquid. 
A sail slipped from the gallant entered freeze was that the last receipt written by her in the morning that on the morning that she had disappeared. And then that evening of that same day, he was arrested at a grocery store in West Plainfield. And now the sheriff's department searched his farm at that time. And then we have a Washara's deputy discovered Warden's body, decapitated body, on his property in the shed. Okay. And hung upside down with her legs in the crossbar and in her at her ankles and ropes at her wrists. And his torso, his stomach, was in quote, dressed out like a beard. Dressed out. I don't know what to say. Oh, oh my gosh. Dressing is like the one of the stuff that they haunted there. Observing me for of the world. Oh my god. I I saw a photo of a deer. No. Or any any animals that they have. That I think I kinda I yeah, I think I kinda understand now. What is behind the scenes? This is like the behind the scenes of hunting season, you know. But that's nah, not into hunting things because I don't want to see someone's body killed. And then she had been shot with a .22 caliber rifle, so it's a gun, mostly. And some mutilations were made to death. Okay, so, so. Okay, it's about to be very, very disturbing, so I'm gonna leave you guys in the list. All of the things that they found in his shed, in his house, or something like that. I'm gonna read to you as follows, so, uh, get disturbing. So, put a little blood warning, trigger warning, whatever you might that one be, so, here we go. It's about to go down. The whole human bones and some fragments, obviously. A wastebasket of human skin. Ugh. And then a human skin covering in chair seats. I'm standing, so. Hope your chair doesn't is not made with a skin. Human skin. <laughs> that was disturbing. Skulls on his bedpost. Oh my god. And we have a female skulls, some with the top sewn off, so one of the, the cranium I think they call cuts off little tops of it. And some of the balls made from human skulls. Oh my god. And then a corset made of a female torso skin with from shoulders to waist. Ugh yeah. Can't and then the leggings made from human leg skin? Oh my god. Mask made from the skin of female heads, and then Mary Hogan's face mask in the paper bag. That's oh, Mary. So it's the tavern owner. Yeah. If you don't know what Mary Hogan is, and a little behind the scenes, she was a a tavern owner. Yeah, she was a tavern owner. Oh my goodness. And then hit, and then her skull in a box. Place it in the side of the box. And then we have Warden. We have Bernie's Warden. 
and her entire head in a burlap sack. You know, the, you know for the, putting things in the money. And then his heart in a plastic bag in front of his pot belly stove. Oh my god. And then we have nine vulva. Or vulva. 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 Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't want to see it. It's your. It's a. Uh, woman. Uh, woman. Uh, any of you. Any of you, woman. Um. Listening to this, your vulva is your, yeah, you know, you know what it is, you know what, you know what that is. And then we have a youngest dress, and then we have the vulvas of the two of you know, the judge that have been about 15. What? We have a 15 year old, um, vulva of a two feet. Why? Why? I mean, I understand now that his mother, his mother is right. He's the evil of it. You know what? You know what he does? Killing them. That's what it is. And then we have a belt made of female nipples. And then we have four noses. Okay, and a pair of lips on the window shade drawstring. God, and then we have a lamp. That's I looked at it. It's the lampshade made from the skin of human face. Oh, oh my freaking god! And then the fingernails from the female fingers. That's it. Those are all the stuff that they have found in the house. And if you look at up some of the furniture or anything like that, you'll see it. I have seen it, and my one of my cousins, one of my cousins showed me that one. And when I looked up that one, oh my god! I mean, what the hell? It's so freaking It's so disturbing when you when you see this. And if you even looked up his materials, his items that he handcrafted in, yeah, hope they're not hope they're not selling that one on any of the stores there, because it will never happen. It's not going to happen. But thank God it's not, because if that happened, if they sell that, uh, uh, absolutely not. And I will be scared for it. I'm, I'll be scared to death because if someone buys that as a trophy, I'll be scared for that. Okay. Oh my god. Okay, I have to get this thing over right here because I gotta get the hell out of here. So, all those artifacts that I mentioned, of, they were photographed at the laboratory and then disposed it so they got rid of all of it thank god clear out of your mind just watch something else watch something like a good videos or something like youtube well uh, not in, i want like family friendly stuff okay family friendly stuff people family friendly 
And when in question, he told the investigators in between 47-52, he made 40 visits, 40 visits at night to three graveyards local graveyards to exhume the bird bodies that he had collected. And about 30 of those visits, he came out of days while in the cemetery and then left the grave in a good order and then returned all empty handed. Just to make sure your the grave is in the right place and you don't wanna you don't wanna be respect disrespectful to the graves here because people died there in a cemetery at night going there at night time don't because they they'll probably wake up and they see ghosts up there and they will probably ruin you and all and such yeah that was absolutely disrespectful for, for that one happened and in another occasion he died with the graves of a recently a recent very middle-aged woman he fought to resemble his mother. Now he just made a fool out of himself for this. And then took the bodies home and then tanned their skins to make his paraphernalia. Right? Like a, a furnishing stuff. Oh my god, he's so damn idiot. He's so idiot. He thought that this middle-aged woman buried in the cemetery was his mother. It's not. I don't know where dive where and all, but uh, oh my god. Uh, I'm going. I'm going insane because of this. Literally going insane. And he admitted stealing from nine graves from the local cemeteries. Yeah. Stole them and then led the investigators to the locations where, um, and when we have Alien William Votsky, uh, the lab participated in the three test grapes that he that gain identified, and in those caskets were you no know, the wooden boxes, and in the top boards ran crossways, not the left. Not the lemons at all. And then the tops were two feet. So it was below the net. And he had robbed the graves soon after the funerals. And while the graves were not completed. No. And then the test graves were zoomed because they are not sure as to whether he was capable of digging the grave on that evening, that one night. And they found, as he described, two grapes. They're empty. One had a crowbar in the place of it. And one one of them was empty, and one guess he failed to open because he lost his crowbar. Most of the body gone on that third grape. And he returned the rings and the body parts he put in. That's all of his confession he admitted to all this and he died he collects something he grabbed some of the stuff that will be it's useful for his collection I and I quoted collection for some reason oh boy 
Oh, this is just... Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then after his death, he began to create a suit. A woman suit. I like what it, that he could become his mother. That suit that I would put in, I made his mother. And crawl in to her skin and such. And he denied having sex with the bodies. So... Because it smelled too bad. And then... During the, their interrogation, he admitted the shooting death of Mary Hogan. He was, she was a tavern on her missing in 54. And her head was found in the house. And he denied that details of her death and such. So I don't know what's going on. And then we have a 16-year-old youth whose parents were friends of game and attended ball games and going to movies in. And then he kept shrunken heads in his house, which he described as the, the relics from the Philippines. Huh, odd, huh? The, rel the relics is the, you know, collection from the, from the Philippines? My country? And it was sent by a cousin who served on the islands during World War II. Hmm. Okay, that's, that's kind of interesting here. And then, and then on that investigation, they determined that the few facial skins were peeled from the corpses and used it and used it by him as mask. He used the particular used the face, the facial skins of it, and used that as a mask. Do you remember the lyric from Wonderful Life by Bermuda Horizon? Yeah, and it's one of the lyrics of that, on that song is, I'm wearing happy face like I'm Ed Game. And that's what exactly describes that. Alright, so, I mean, it's a really good song. Bear Horizon is a really good, a really good band. I'm also into it. A suspect for other unsolved cases in Wisconsin, especially with the considered a a suspect from some unsolved cases, including the 53 of what happening to Evelyn Hartley, a lacrosse babysitter that she was disappeared in and such. And then during that questioning, Archili, a sheriff, Washara County Sheriff, assaulted him by banging his head into a brick wall. Banging his head in the face of a brick wall. And as a result, his confession was ruled inadmissible. Oh, boy. And then. He died of a heart failure at 43 and 68 before his trial. And many of them knew him so well, said that he was traumatized of his crimes, along with fear of having to testify and insulting him. It caused his death. And one of his friends said, unquote, he was the victim of Ed King, as sure as if he had butchered him. End quote. Oh my goodness. I never I never knew. 
that Evgeny would do such a thing and he committed these crimes. He admitted I did such crimes that I have committed from the past like three years now. Or four years and such. But that's but that was but that was that. That was that. He was arraigned. Arraigned. It's like a, a formal reading of the criminal charging document in the presence of the defendant to inform those charges against them. Such. One of the. On one account of the first degree murder in Washoa County Court, we plead not guilty by the reason insanity. He was diagnosed with schizophrenia and found mentally incompetent. Unfort that was it was unfit for the trial. And now he was sent to the Central State Hospital for criminally insane. That's was before. Now it's now a Dodge Correctional Institution. So DCI, if you want to call it. So yeah, before then it was a Central State Hospital criminally insane. Now it's jail or something. A maximum security facility in Wapun, Wapun, Wisconsin, and transferred to a Mendota State Hospital in Madison, Wisconsin. Okay. And in 68, the doctors determined that he was meant to confer with counsel and participate in his defense. And now the trial began on the trial began on November 68 and it lasted a week. It was a one-week trial. And now the psychiatrist testified that he told him that he did not know whether the killing of Warden was intentional, he was intended to kill, or it's just accident. It was a complete accident. Told him that he examined the gun in her store, and the gun went off. Blam killing her and then he testified that after trying to load well rifle it went discharged and he had not aimed the rifle at her and he did not remember that happened in that morning that was a complete lie we knew that I knew what he's doing I know what you're doing okay no I know I I, I freaking knew what you did that was a total lie. I knew what you did. I read it like a few sentences or, par or like a few paragraphs ago. You shot her. You really did shot her. And in the request of the defense, his trial was held without a jury. And with Golomar presiding, he found guilty. He was found guilty by Golomar on the 14th of November. And the second trial happened, dealt with his sanity. And then after the testimony of the doctors, he ruled him not guilty for the reason of insanity. And now he had ordered him to a central state hospital for the criminally insane. Again, going back to that, a now institution or jail. And he spent the rest of his life in the mental hospital. And then his judge, Galmar, wrote 
due to prohibited cause, he tried for only one murder. That was Mrs. Warden. And he admitted to killing Mayor Hogan, that's the tavern owner. Okay. And now we're into the fate. We're into the fate of Kane's property. So, well, what will we decide about the property that he lived? The farm. So now his house, the in the four five acre property, we're now appraised for forty seven hundred dollars. Right now it's forty two thousand. Well, it's forty two thousand dollars in twenty nineteen. I don't know how much for right now in twenty one. I think it might go up. Certainly up to fifty thousand dollars or something, but we'll see. How and then his possessions were now scheduled to be auctioned on the March twenty fifty eight. The rumors that the house and land stood might become the tourist attraction. In the early of the morning twentieth, that house was destroyed by fire. Yep, that house is gone. And the deputy fire sheriff reported that the garbage fire been set 75 feet from that house by a cleaning crew who were given the task of disposing of refuse that the, the hot coals that were recovered from the bonfire and in the fire from the bonfire it did not travel along the ground to the house and were burned. But right now, the arson was suspected. The cause of never fire is never determined, so the arson has been suspected. So, ooh, I think someone set that whole thing on fire. I don't know what it is. Like this, so arson is, yeah, arson is over. So yeah, someone just lit up a fire because of it. So yeah, someone just. Burned out fire. I don't know what that is. And it's possible that the fire was not dealt as the urgency. As the chief was Frank Warden, the son of Bernice Warden, as the son of Burton. So, yeah. Did the incident on attention? He just shrugged and said, just three words, quote, just as well. Yeah. It's not it's not as well as you wouldn't think about it. It's not no just as well. It's something worse than that. Now his uh nineteen forty nine Fort Sedan used to haul the bodies of the victims, now sold at a public public auction for seventy six hundred no seven hundred sixty dollars. Right now, it's like equivalent to oh, almost seven thousand bucks, seven thousand dollars, to a carbon size show operator, Bunny Gibbons. And now, Gibbons charged the carnival goers twenty-five cents admission to see you know, this car, the sedan that he had. Used. The bodies of the victims he placed in the trunk, so you'll get to see it. You know what this car looked like. Talk about the death. Hey, okay, we're getting 
closer closer to the end right now. So he died at the mental hospital mental hospital due to respiratory failure, so his lungs again. To the secondary to lung cancer on July 2684 And over the years some of the the souvenir seekers chipped some of the pieces of a gravestone at the Fanfield Cemetery until the stone, the whole entire stone, was stolen in 2000 and now was recovered in 2001 close to Seattle, which is now placed in the storage at the Washara County Sheriff Department. And now the gravesite now is officially unmarked, but not known. And he's entered between his parents and his brother at the cemetery. So that was the the great. This is the graveyard. This is one. This is the no, the stone they placed in. And some people had chipped in the yeah. They chipped in some of the pieces from it before someone stole that entire stone. But they got it, they got that stone back in 21, and now they are placed, now that stone, the headstone placed it into the department. So, we, so people might know where that graveyard, where the, where he was buried in, it's not unknown, but it was unmarked, because they stole the freaking stone. Well, that's what he get. So his name will never know. Well, he is now. So it's there. That is it for head game. So this this is this is really really interesting. All right, let's go into something else. That you want to have a you want to have a cleanser, and you want to talk about. Something else we want to talk about the public culture so that we can clear all your stuff, all that mindset, and everything. So, yeah, for the public culture, so his story, you know, had that little lasting effect from film, music, and literature. And until first came with a public attention in the fictionalized version presented by, presented by Robert Bloch in the 59th novel, Psycho. In addition to Hitchcock, Alfred Hitchcock in the 60 film Psycho. And his story was adapted from films like Deranged, In the Light of the Moon. But that movie, but that movie released in... U.S. and Australia as Ed Gain in 2001. We have Ed Gain the Butcher of Plainfield. We have Ed Gain the Musical. That was freaking weird. That was 2010. That was 2010. And then we have Rob Zombie's films. Hey, House of a Thousand Corpses. And then we have a sequel to that called The Devil's Rejects. And then he served as the inspiration from Mirage Fictional Serial Killers, 
most notably Norman Bates, for example. The latter face of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Buffalo Bill, the Sounds of the Lambs. And we have the character, Dr. Oliver Dredson, in one of the TV series, American Horror Story, Asylum. So, oh, really good shows. Nice horror stuff there. And we have the filmmaker, Errol Morris, and German filmmaker, Werner Herzog, attended unsexually to collaborate on that little film project about him from Spinner the Physics. So he interviewed Gaines several times and ended up almost a year in the playing field interviewing dozens of the locals. And they're planned secretly to exhume his mother from the grave to test some of the theory. But never followed through on the scheme and ended that collaboration. Because they were trying to have like a film song, trying to film something. And it was aborted. They and they just dropped that project completely. And found of one of the profile wars in the 1989. Okay. And then we have the character Patrick Bateman in 91 American Psycho, and then we have the 2000 film adaptation. Mistakenly, the attribute the quote from Emma Kemper again saying, "No." Ed Gaines said about a woman, that's in his one of He said, when I see a pretty girl walking down the street, I think two things. One part of me wants to take her out, talk to her, be real nice, and sweet and treat her right. And the other two wonders, well, her head will look on a stick. Ooh. But that's, that's pretty much the movie of American Psycho. Get on that. And then we have in 2012, we have the German director, George Butjuget, wrote and directed a stage play about the case of gain called Cannibal on Live at the Theater Dominant Injury. And the part game was played by the actor Roy Robeck. So we don't want to talk. And then at the time of the reports about his crimes, we have a, a subgenre black humor called Gainers. It was regularly been exploited by the transcribed art or shock rock as that we'll call without association of his life, his crimes, ending the chat rally with that name. And some of the examples for that of the songs we have a song titled Dead Skin Mask from Slayer Slayer from them. Season of the Beast. We have Nothing to Gain from Mud Veins album LD50. And then we have a song by its name itself from Ziggins album Resonances. And there was also a, uh, a band. There's a band name called Endgame. And they were originally from. I think there's a bit more. Syracuse, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I kind of lost that in my mind. Yeah, Syracuse, it's, yeah, I think it's a few miles right close to us in Bobbles. Yeah. It is a grindcore, a grindcore band? Oh, oh. 
Okay. That, that makes sense now. Okay. Hmm. They throw a lot of, like, metal core, grind core, anything core stuff. Or something like that, but that's, uh, pretty much, pretty much I go for it, and that's it. Okay, that is the end of the case 7 again. Man, it was pretty fantastic. The we finally get to know of this guy, but uh yeah. Girl. So yeah, woman any any woman right now who's listening to this podcast you better keep an eye on him cuz he will I on one of your husbands because he might be the killer and they will try to kill you and put your you know your head on one of their stick and they'll make it something they'll design something made out of your body or your anything like that so uh be careful so yeah you gotta keep an eye on them and look out for it well that was a ride there. That was so scary. I will see you guys next time when I have another criminal to read over. And I, it, was, it was really fun. I had a lot of fun of doing this. So, hey, I might want to read more some of the criminals, but I don't do it now because I have to recover from a few days after this. So. Let's just get out. Alright guys, thank you for listening. I will see you next time. Goodbye everyone, and take care.